Well, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 7 of the Audiophiles podcast. We are back, happy to be with you. Uh, I am your host, as always, Quinn, and with me, again, as always, is my best friend, my big boy, Griffin Holt. Aww. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, And, you know, we're here to, to talk about the most important thing in music right now and that's not even probably a joke uh we are going to be talking about slipknot this week as we have been talking about and teasing about for the past however long uh and it is really exciting that we can finally listen to that whole album and be able to tell you all what we think (laughs) everybody's just waiting (laughs) i I mean somebody had to be we want to know what they think I mean, I know that this is uh, the go-to source for musical opinions, hot takes, oh, yeah. and all related ephemera. But all the maggots are just like, bro, when are they gonna talk? <laughs> yeah, about like, if I can change the. This is a uh, now called the Termite Mound podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is gonna be a really fun episode just for us to be able to talk about uh, Slipknot, which is a band that has been very near and dear to our hearts for a very long time. Um, and I think that uh, this is a good album for us to be able to, to dip our toes into, but we'll get to that in due time. Uh, first of all, thanks again to everybody. We love you all that keeps sending in stuff as uh, interacting with us. We're slowly eking our way into more and more followers on Instagram, and we appreciate that. And uh, as of this episode being posted, the Spotify playlist should be up and active, and I'll have posted stuff on the Instagram about it, um, where to find it, but it is now going to be in effect, and we've, we're going to just be adding to that uh, as the weeks go on with all of the little samples of stuff we've been talking about. Um, I'm not putting any full albums on the playlist for now. I'm just sort of picking and choosing either songs that we specifically mentioned or uh, some of like, the greatest hits from a various band that we may have mentioned. Um, so get excited for that, and uh, if anyone has any sort of things they want to tweak about that or uh, if you have any questions about any of the music that's on there, anything like that, always reach out to us at AudiophilesPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully... Spoiler alert, it's all Mushroom Head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's actually... I should have prefaced it. Uh, Yeah, we're actually going to do a fake out. It's not Slipknot, it's just Mushroom Head. It's all Mushroom Head. Yeah. (laughs) Do you you think Mushroom Head still makes music? I I think so. I mean, they're from Cleveland, right? And they're... That sounds right. I don't think I I knew that, but that sounds about right. I I think they played a show recently. Yeah, well, I, I you like know I what? Some... I buy that. I, I'm sure that there is a uh, large field somewhere with a stage in the middle of it that they have played for some sort of uh, Tractor Fest 2019. <laughs> we saw them play live in uh, Arlington, Texas forever ago, and it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was I mean, I, I, I believe it. They're, they're, easy to, they're easy to make jokes about because they yeah. are like the Slipknot analog, but I'm sure that, yeah, they're, you know... They're weird, but sometimes it, it works I, I couldn't tell you anything i couldn't even tell you one song of theirs but i just know when we saw it live it was like okay i can i can i can see it yeah i mean yeah. so we me and you had jokingly talked about mudvayne before this started recording but also i did watch recently um a little like behind the scenes uh video on youtube about them making the why can't I think of the song? The Berber Dang song. What's the actual name of it? <laughs> Dig. <laughs> Dig. Yeah. Well, I, yeah my, <laughs> the Berber Dang. Uh, my, my mind was blanking. I, it was about the making of the Dig music video. Uh, and it was actually uh, really interesting, though, because 
seeing the amount of time just in like makeup and sets that they had to go through to make that video was was pretty awesome because i mean you sometimes forget with a lot of those bands that there is like a huge amount of artistry that goes into it and it isn't just you know cheesy gimmicks it's actually like dudes trying really hard to make some sick music video and a bunch of makeup and crazy geiger contraptions yeah (laughs) i mean ld50 was is 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 and was the best yeah you're not gonna hear any arguments from me yeah. uh well with, with with that brief aside uh out of the way what have you been listening to this week <laughs> uh well we're gonna talk about it so well that that's true that Slipknot has been <laughs> yeah. yes on both of our rotations yeah um and i think we're on the same page with the next one too because we kind of talked about it before we started but uh cloud kicker dropped that surprise album on friday mm-hmm. uh, and it just went on spotify today uh, finally after all the drama with it but um that would probably be the only other thing i've been listening to since then that's, is, yeah uh, is the new cloud kicker which uh is amazing yeah <laughs> <For sure. laughs> well i've <laughs> only i've only heard uh like i think i heard like half of a song on my way home today because i it was finally on spotify so i haven't been able oh. to fully listen to it yet but i'm so stoked to listen to that man it's only it's only seven songs and it's about 28 minutes um but it i mean it's great it's the album art's fantastic i think it's like visually striking i love the album art uh he's, yeah it's he posted great. on instagram who did it but it's i mean i want a poster of that it looks really really cool yeah um, I and mean, it's it's a natural progression for him i mean it, there's nothing it's hard to review or talk about this one because it's like it's it's cloud kicker like it's good he's the part i enjoy about this one the most is probably because he is finally on social media and it has like shown the process of him making stuff and just how simply he makes this stuff. He doesn't, there's not a lot of fancy tricks or anything. It's just him and a laptop and logic and just a couple pedals and recording it and programming drums. And, you know, he's just making stuff. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably more beacons like I would say. I'm, so I'm not you, mad about that. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's definitely, uh, progression from his stuff, but I think he's gone back to more with the time off he's taken. I think he's, try to get back into more of a uh, beacons kind of style. It's not as chaotic, but it, it definitely marries all his other stuff he's tried to do. So um, yeah, I hope he's doing more than this. Like maybe like getting back in that steady rotation where he's kind of doing one every like 18 months or sometimes quicker. Um, but it's just good music to put on. Like I, I listened to it like four times at work today, just like let it play and just on repeat. And it's just, it ebbs and flows. It's got ups and downs and, uh, there's nothing skippable on it, so I appreciate I mean, it. That's yeah, that's about yeah. That, that's about all you can ask for uh, yeah. for an album. So yeah, I'm I'm really really excited to listen to that. I will be absolutely spinning that. Um, well, that's I mean yeah, I feel like it's it's been sort of a slow week for me as well because uh, I did obviously listen to a lot of Slipknot. Um, I did also listen to um, I listened to the new Russian Circles album, which I mm. mentioned last week. I actually got a chance to listen to it. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's really, really good. I mean, I, I know you said you haven't listened to them in a while, but uh, it's it's totally worth listening to. It's um, some of the stuff that you had missed since you sort of stopped listening, got really into the... I mean, and I let me put a disclaimer out that I am not like an expert in uh, post-rock at all. I really like it, but I'm definitely not... Um, as much of an aficionado in that area as I am maybe some others, but 
Um, a lot of their more recent releases were, they, they were getting to be like, you know, very almost, uh, you know, like movie soundtrack, explosions in the sky, like oh, ambient, sure, yeah. which I, I don't have any problem with. Um, but this yeah, one feels hard to listen to stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I definitely can understand how that can be not everyone's cup of tea. Um, this yeah. one feels a lot more raw. Uh, and I, now I don't know if this is true, but it sounds like it was, uh, recorded live um, like it seems very just unprocessed um, feels like a bunch of dudes in the room but it's just it's I don't know man it uh, to be honest I can I could describe it in a lot of the same ways that you describe the cloud kicker album I mean just being another instrumental project um, they really know how to like ebb and flow is a great term for it uh, yeah but anyway the, the album is called blood year I would highly recommend it I did put a few of the songs uh, that I really really liked on the playlist so everyone can go check those out uh, but obviously listen to the whole thing if you're interested um, but you know yeah it's, it's it's got a lot of like um, this will destroy you vibes in a way and yeah. you know it's like I said if you're a post rock person I mean like it's it's fucking perfect so yeah I can't remember if you said it when you brought it up last time, but it's uh, produced by Kurt Ballou. Oh, actually, uh, I did not know. I, I yeah. did not bring was, that up last time, but it was recorded at God City, so it may. I mean, it could have been live. It doesn't say. I'm just looking at a wiki, but um, it doesn't say it was. But I mean, it very well could have. Yeah, uh, well, that. But that, to be honest, that might explain a lot of the sound that I'm getting um, because I, 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 I fucking love uh, Kurt Ballou's oh, like yeah. production. He is, god damn. He's figured he's figured out what his sound or what his I don't, it's not his sound but like what his studio can per, can produce I guess is the way to yeah he's definitely, yeah, he definitely totally has, he definitely has a niche I want to I want to hear him do something outside of that comfort zone which I'm that sure is he wants true. to too but he seems like such a laid back dude I mean all the interviews and stuff about God City and he's got a pedal company now and um, I guess he always has but he's actually like starting to sell them more. Um, yeah, well, and isn't the pedal company like in the basement of God City or basically, some shit? Basically, yeah. It, yeah, I've watched some videos where he's like giving a tour and like there's just a dude in a basement with no windows like building pedals. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he mostly sold them on tour, it looks like, but they just came out with some collaboration with, um, oh, is it Abomination Pedals? Me and Matt were just talking about this past weekend, but um, so I don't think it's a big moneymaker for him. He just likes making pedals. So Yeah, well, um, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me because he's, I mean, he was an engineer in a past life, so. Yeah. I mean, he's, I'm sure that is like his fucking dream come true. Um, speaking of which, I should talk about the pedals. We can get to that in a second, but if you're done with. Oh, uh, well, the, the only yeah. other thing I was going to say, which this is actually super minor, uh, because I, I'm, I'm mentioning this for one reason, but not because I think people should necessarily listen to it. Uh, I did, I, I, you may not be familiar with Kurt Travis. He is one of the three lead singers that have been in Dance Gavin Dance. Is it the current um, one? He's no. He is the the best one in my opinion. Uh, he's the one off of the self titled and happiness, okay, um, happiness which is are my like favorite one, so yeah, like, like the the middle the the dance Gavin dance that I actually fucks with. Um, but he's uh, I don't know he's he's had a very like interesting career to say the least. I think since he's left dance Gavin dance, um, this is his solo album that came out this year and I, I don't I don't know I don't necessarily care about a lot of this type of like solo artist music and to be honest a lot of solo artist music in general just doesn't quite hit me um but the guy who's drumming on this album uh is a guy named uh Joe Arrington and he is a fucking phenomenal drummer and I mainly just listen to the album to listen to that and I I that's why I wanted to bring it up is cuz he's 
very, very underrated. I think that he's just recently started to come around to social media and stuff. Um, I think his name on Instagram is like Joseph Wesley Arrington or something, and you'd, you'd never know that he was actually a really good drummer just by his presence on there. Um, but he was previously in a band that Kurt Travis was also in after Dance Gavin Dance. It's called uh, A Lot Like Birds, which oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, and and I it's it's very like for anyone that hasn't heard it, A Lot Like Birds is actually something that I fucking love, uh, and it's like somewhere between like dance gavin dance and then like some super intricate like progressive weird experimental like noise core type shit it takes a lot of influences from um circle takes the square uh oh, and like yeah. some screamo stuff uh but anyway the, he was the drummer in that and some of those drums are like some of my favorite drum parts i've heard in the past 10 years uh so i've listened to that album for him so if you're a drummer out there and you want to see somebody that rips and does not get enough attention Go follow him on Instagram. Like I said, I think it's Sweet. Joseph Wesley Arrington. Uh, but he's very, very good. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that's you, it. you told me to listen to a lot like Birds Forever Go, and I think I've it's come up like on a few uh, Spotify. Yeah, um, it's it's. You should like uh, stuff. I don't dislike an, it, but it, it's an it's acquired not I would taste. Jam I think all the time, but yeah, yeah, it's not it's not necessarily I think an area of music that you are particularly drawn to. Um, but it's I mean all the dudes in it they're not a band anymore now they've since broken up but um they're all super super talented musicians and it just like it hits all the right boxes for me uh and their second album is or technically it's their third but it was their second major one um that's called no place and it is like it's a concept album that very much has like a house of leaves feel. So you should listen. Yeah, you should listen to it for that reason. Cause we all know you love house of leaves. I was going to say, you caught me. You've got my attention Rose. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably, I'll throw a couple of songs on there, uh, on the playlist of theirs as well. I won't put any of the Kurt Travis stuff on there, but you know, plug in the drummer is my duty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for music uh, for me this week. But I I am very curious to hear about your pedal experience. So please do tell. Oh, it sucked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That was it. Just it was yeah, a really bad time. You, it, it just fucking sucked. Uh, no, it was fucking incredible. Um, so me and Matt, our previous guest, went to Sweetwater Sound. It's in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and. Um, if you don't know what Sweetwater Sound is, and you're and you're a musician, um, I feel really bad for you because uh, <laughs> you should know what Sweetwater is. Um, so they are basically the largest online real ta- re- retailer for like um, pro audio instruments, whatever, what have you. But what makes them different is just their customer service and their education of of all their stuff. So um, they have a huge campus in Fort Wayne. Um, and they do all kinds of educational stuff and training and, you know, uh, classes, you know, me and Matt have done a recording class there. They do them all the time. Like the next one they're bringing in, they're bringing in anthrax and you can be there for three days while they track and you can, uh, you learn how to track and mix and not master necessarily, but at least recording and, uh, mixing bands and all kinds of genres. The one me and Matt did was for a jazz group. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really cool stuff. And the one we just went to is a, was a pedal making class with JHS pedals, um, based out of Kansas city. If you're a guitar player, you probably have seen JHS or used one. But, uh, the point is, is that Sweetwater is just, it's a great company. I can't say enough good things about them. I've never seen so many people so happy in one place before. Like the, the, <laughs> I believe that. the customers, the, <laughs> the, um, 
people taking the class and even the employees there. And when you buy anything there, I mean, there's so many memes about this online, but, uh, you know, you get a rep and every time you make an order, you know, they call you and say, Hey, I'm getting this out today or whatever time frame, And, um, they call you a few days after you get it to make sure you liked it. But like, if you build a relationship with this rep, I mean, if you're not into that, they can just be annoying. But you know, if you start to build a relationship with them, like all the employees there get trained on the stuff that they have in stock. So like if there's something new that comes out, like they have a huge session with all their employees on the campus and there's like 1500 employees and, you know, say, here's how this shit works. This is how you should be helping your you know customers. And if they have a question, so if I have a question about any of my gear, I'd be like, Hey, I'm not really liking this, but I want something different. Granted, I'm pretty good at Googling, but it just, it's nice to, <laughs> they can go out to the factory, pull something, you know, set it up and like give you that answer right now. Like, it's like, it's, it's not guitar center. Like yeah. it's not fucking, it's not Joe Schmo. Who's a fucking idiot in a tie. Um, <laughs> trying to sell you stuff. Like these are people who live and breathe this stuff and want to help you. And if you get a chance to ever go there, you can go any time of day and tour the campus uh, when they're open, obviously. But, um, it is just an incredible experience and I can't, I can't wait to go back again. Um, that was my second time actually there, but I've been a Sweetwater customer for maybe seven, eight years now. Yeah. That um, sounds about right. Exclusively where I get my instruments. I mean, and they're, uh, you know, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is, you know, only three hours from Columbus. So everything gets here next day, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I order seriously. today and it's here tomorrow. So, um, anyway, so if you're a musician, you should be buying all your stuff from Sweetwater. The warranties are great. The customer service is great. The pricing is great. And they have great financing options if you're into that too. So just go there, quit going anywhere else. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I think two things for, from all of that. Uh, initially I'll say one Sweetwater, let's get that sponsorship, baby. Let's and, do it. <laughs> and, uh, two in the anthrax, uh, thing you talked about, I am wondering yeah. if they also tell you how to grow a beard like Scotty ends. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an anthrax friend, fan, but that would be really cool to go and meet Scott. I mean, the other cool thing about this place, I mean, when we did that jazz thing, the recording one with that jazz group, um, you know, we all went, went out to dinner and, you know, I met the owner. He came to the dinner, talked to everyone. I shook his hand. I talked to him about, you know, just shooting the shit. And like the, one of the things he said, he said, see if you're going to get this from the guitar center owner. Like, it's just like, he's, he knows that they're a different company and he prides himself on that. And we watched, there's a Sweetwater band that plays at this hotel that we stayed at for the recording class. They played every Friday night. And if you ever watch any of the Sweetwater videos, like the guitar guy, the drum guy, you know, any of the people who are always like demoing stuff, like they're all just in a band that plays on Friday nights in town, just two hour show. And the owner plays saxophone and just comes in and plays sax. And stuff. I mean, it's, it's fucking great. Like you can't so make the awesome. shit up. I don't know how to like, it almost seems like it's not real, but like it is such a good company with such good people. And they've been going since the early eighties basically. So like they're not stopping and it's, it's just incredible. It's a well-oiled machine. They know what they're doing and they're putting Sam Ash guitar center, Unfortunately, you know, small music shops, not, I mean, they're probably not dipping into that market. I mean, I love small music shops and want to, you know, patron them as much as I can, but Sweetwater has just figured it out and I'm 100% okay with giving them my money. And, um, anybody I've sent there, you know, I've had friends that have just been like, oh yeah, sure. I get it. And then by the time they finally use it, like fam, like you, you weren't fucking around. I'm like, no, why would I lie to you? <laughs> like, it's incredible. <laughs> so that's that. But anyway, so we went to Sweetwater campus to go to this pedal making class for JHS. And I think I mentioned it on the last video, like, uh, Josh from JHS, the owner does videos, uh, on YouTube all the time talking about all different types of pedals and how they work and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't even, you know, rep, doesn't even say his own pedals are great. You know, he just likes to make pedals and says, if you want to buy his, you can buy his. Otherwise here's some really cool ones everybody else makes. Um, so what this class was, was a basic, how to make a MXR distortion and boost. And we got 
the boards that they make, the PVC boards, and, you know, soldered them, had all the instructions, put them together, put them in their enclosure, tested them, and it was just something I've wanted to do for a long time, and how easy it was and how fun it was, like, you know, obviously it's opened the door to where I'm going to have to make, like, 100 more pedals now, so. Well, that's, that, that was literally <laughs> my next question was I was going to I was gonna say, are you now fucking obsessed with making pedals? Because I, I, I know I would be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you can solder and you understand what you're doing, I, th- I think the point of the class was really less about how to make them and more about how to mod them. Like, now that you have the tools, you can... I mean, really, guitar pedals are not complicated. I mean, it's just transistors and uh, capacitors and, you know, different diodes that, with, in combination, make different sounds So yeah. or can produce different things. Um, so if you know that... Uh, you can make whatever you want. That's how all these pedal companies are starting. I mean, that's the joke they made the whole class was like, you know, now everybody can go start their own pedal company, basically. Yeah. It doesn't take much. You can get these boards and do whatever you want. And there's plenty of pedal making kits out there. One of my favorite places, stewmac.com. If you're a guitar player, that's another. If you customize any of your guitar stuff or need parts for your guitar stuff, stewmac is incredible. Um, But they sell like discontinued Earthquaker or JHS pedal model kits. So like something that they don't even sell anymore, you can buy the kit for it and make it yourself. So... Um, there's already a couple there that I'm like, ah, I, I do like those pedals and it would be nice to make it myself. So um, that's been out there for years. It's just I didn't have the, you know, wherewithal to understand how to do it. But now yeah. that I do, it's like, yeah, I'll do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt's the same way. Matt's already customized his. Uh, one of them looks like a unicorn. The other one has like uh, <laughs> like fake diamonds and I, I uh, saw sparkly, the, sparkly yes. shit on it. I saw so, the pictures. They are very tight. He, he made he customized his with his daughter. But I'm gonna the next step for me is like try to learn how to not powder coat it, but I want to be able to paint it um, and gloss it and like put my own designs on it and stuff like that. So that's yeah. the other piece of it is not just building it, but also you know taking a gray enclosure and making it you know look as professional as possible. So yeah, I um, mean that's I that that whole thing. I mean. I saw I was keeping keeping up with all of it via your Instagram story and yeah. also Matt's and I mean it just looked like so much fun and uh, it was like, so cool. I mean it's like it's it's such a it's such like a tangible next step into like you know being a musician and and uh, especially you know you and Matt especially being avid home recorders as we've talked about. Yeah. I mean that's just such a fun thing to be able to do and and good for Sweetwater for being a company who's like readily putting on classes like that and is making that information so available to everyone. Yeah. And this is their second one JHS has done. Apparently the first one did not go well. Really? <laughs> to the stories, but I think it just, they, they, uh, they did a class that was too, too advanced for what they were trying to do. So, um, it did not go as well. This one was, I think it went fantastic. It actually finished an hour earlier. Um, people were very happy. They helped everyone with anybody having trouble. I mean, it's, I can't say enough about JHS, how good they were. And I, I didn't know shit about who they were other than Josh being on the videos. But by the way, that dude is like six, nine. I mean, he's super tall <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> and you wouldn't Christ. think that, but no, he's probably, he's probably more like six, six, but anyway, super fucking tall. Put him in the NBA. Yeah. Um, but I mean the whole experience, it couldn't have been better. Um, it was a class of probably, um, I'm probably going to fuck this up, but I don't know, maybe 25 people. Um, so it wasn't huge, but yeah. we were just all at our own tables. They gave us all the equipment to do it. I mean, everything, everything we needed, they gave us to do. And we got to take home all the pieces to continue to do it. Like if we want to, you know, make more stuff or, um, you know, continue down that path, we have all the tools to get started on that. So, um, for the cost, it wasn't bad at all. And they do other classes and they do, they do more in the future. And they also do an ant making class with another company. I can't remember who does it, but I want to do that one too, because p- plenty of places sell, build your own amp kits as well yeah i didn't think about that but that's i'm sure that would be great too yeah so just it's just to me it's just it's fun to learn the stuff just because it's cool to do and you know continue to do 
Um, there's never enough education out there for me. So. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, honestly, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, and I, yeah. you know, I, I like, I love any, no matter if it's music or any other weird shit that I'm into. Um, I do love whenever there is like such an established community that I can like go yeah. and do things like that because that makes it so much more fun to be a part of. Cause like you said, I mean, even doing that with 25 other people is fucking great. Cause that's 25 other people that like, you know, give a shit about that stuff as much as you do. And it's oh, yeah. like your kindred spirits. I think that's so fun. They were all across the board. And even the one guy who actually has a pedal company, who's pretty well known, even the owner of JHS knew him and was like shocked. He was there, but like, even he came just to, you know, Hey, what are you doing that? I don't know about kind of thing. And, and it's just a, it was such a good room to be in and a lot of fun. And I mean, Sweetwater's, you know, my Mecca. So it's, it's Christmas anytime there anyway, but um, it's just amazing how, good they make you feel obviously you're gonna spend money there so why wouldn't they but it's just it's not the same experience <laughs> as going to like a guitar center sam ash like they know what they're talking about they want to help you you know there's no pressure to get anything you don't want it's you know the return policy is great like they're just they want to make you happy they understand that we're all musicians and it's just if you're not using them just buy buy some strings there and you're gonna immediately notice the difference in the in the experience yeah so, well, i um, mean i it sure seems like it uh that's yeah. really fun i'm glad you got to yeah. do that me too. Uh, well, that's uh, that sounds like uh, to be honest. I mean, that's we've had a pretty rip roaring week. Uh, but now we got to get into the most important thing. We got to get into that that Slipknot. I have some thoughts, as I'm sure you do too. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so uh, I feel nothing. Yeah, I'm completely ambivalent. Uh, Yes. No. the The album uh, we're talking about, "We Are Not Your Kind" by Slipknot. Uh, let's. I mean, like, honest to God, if somebody is unaware that this album came on <laughs> or came out, I, I don't even know what I can do for you. That's. Yeah. It is the as of today, I think it is the number one album in like fucking ten countries. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely doing it, bro. Yeah. Let's just take a moment to reflect <laughs> on the fact that the number one album in that many countries, it ha- has their most popular single that has fucking blast beats in it like yeah we i mean the 2019 i am here for the reaping because it is yeah. so refreshing to know that that's a number yeah. one album i'm hoping it happens again with tool and corn and all that stuff but you know this is awesome that it's slipknot i mean I, I you know i, I they've, they've done it before so i'm not surprised but i think it's great that they you know took five years off obviously and they're still able to do it so. yeah well, here's 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 a, a question that I've been posing to myself. I mean, do you think that pound for pound they are the biggest metal band in the world right now? Oh, right now for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean they've got I mean, to be up than, there. Other than other than like Metallica, like if, if you're talking about like popularity, like you know if Metallica goes on tour, I mean they're pretty good at selling out everywhere they go. Um, well, they're about to go on tour with Metallica too. Are they? I didn't. Yeah, know that. and they're doing they're doing an Australia run with Metallica. Oh, okay. So it's not like a like a huge word. I got you. Yeah. No, okay. but that's I mean, but it's still a good run. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, yeah. the tour that they're on right now, which also it, it is coming to Austin. I I didn't look and see if it was coming to Columbus, but it is coming to Austin. No, it's coming to like Pittsburgh or something. Oh, okay. Well, so it, yeah. it's coming here, and it's actually, <laughs> funnily enough, it's uh, you know, I think it was about a month ago that I had talked about that Coheed and Every Time I Die show and how I didn't want to go to that and stuff. Well, this is at that same venue. But oh, okay. I think that they're just having to like expand it because it's an outdoor venue. So I think that they're mm-hmm. just like exploding the fuck out of it to make it way bigger to allow for um, Slipknot. But 
uh, my roommate Grisha went and looked at the tickets uh, whenever he saw, you know, that it was coming to Austin. And, like, literally within the first, you know, however long, it was sold out pretty much except for, like, VIP seats or whatever. And it was fucking crazy expensive. But uh, that tour is actually really sick because with the exception of Volbeat, which I know we try not to talk shit about about anyone on the show. Boy, do I not like that band. Uh, yeah, we, we did not have a good experience with that band. That is, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, anyway, but besides that, I mean, that lineup is fucking great. It's fucking Gojira and Behemoth and Slipknot. And yeah. I would go anywhere to see that show. So I'm, I'm actually a little bummed that I'm missing it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a sick lineup. I mean... The set list I saw they're playing actually is pretty good too. Um, I, d- I actually so yeah. didn't look at the set list. Does it have a lot off the new album in it? Uh, well, at least I looked like right when the album came out, and mm. it was just the two singles. So uh, they're probably slowly adding stuff in. I haven't checked like what they're playing as of the release of it, but yeah, um, it's probably. I bet they've added probably Nero Forte or something just because that's been the yeah that's been the other what I, from what I've seen a lot of people love that song. The so. other the other hotness right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that, but I, I guess yeah. I mean they really they've got to be. You know, I think that they're bigger than Tool. I don't know. I mean, they're like they're on top of the world, man, and they they just keep finding ways to to do it. But I feel like this album, in terms of the the public eye and and what they are sort of putting out there for it. I mean, not even thinking in terms of my my review on it or my thoughts. I mean, it seems like this album is like they're all in especially compared to uh the gray chapter which um yeah we can we can talk about our feelings about some of the other albums in a bit but i mean i'm not i that is by far my least favorite slipknot album and this just seems like they were so ready to to like present this to the world and to just fucking ride this wave um and i think that's great i think it shows in the songs and i think it shows in the promotion they're doing for it and that's that's really really cool yeah no, I mean, I think this is definitely probably uh, the resurgence. It's, I think it's just like a tool. And even Corn, I, th- I don't know what it is, but like it, it, the world's ready for it, for this resurgence of this. I don't know if it's because the fans are at a certain age now to where like we haven't had anything like this in a while, like five years ago. Maybe it was just like, ah, eh, it's still too close. And like I've seen it. I've been, I've been I've been around it too much, you know, like yeah. I'm so far removed from it. But like there just hasn't been a good mainstream metal thing in a, a while. And so I think that's why, you know, if this album had come out maybe, you know, three years ago, I don't know that it would have the same response. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it is, it is funny that, you know, the, the genre of, of metal, I think benefits from, um, things like social media and the internet, because like, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make the average person feel like they're such a fucking weirdo to be like, Oh, I love Slipknot. Like it's, it's, that's totally acceptable. Oh, yeah. There are tons of you out there. And like, you know, it's, it's a, it's it's an angry genre and i think in especially you know in the world we live in today like this is something we need i mean we needed it back in 2001 when uh you know 9-11 happened yeah so when iowa came out like that's true and guess what came out then too uh toxicity system of a down slayer god hates us all like i mean there were a lot of metal albums that came out in 2001 before you know what that's a that is a very good point i did not think about it even happened but so i mean it's just like we needed that stuff then and um and i think we're getting it now with just in the the times uh so i think it, that's why it's being accepted because i don't I, like i said i don't think it would have hit the same way if it had been a couple of years ago yeah that's i i totally agree with that um yeah yeah that's i've hit the nail on the head uh well get, hey, getting getting hey, hey. into the <laughs> uh 
getting right into what I actually thought about it, um, I I mean, I, I think it's pretty apparent from what we've been saying, but I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, I will say that it's probably, I mean, putting it in terms of the other Slipknot albums even, um, it's the first one that I think has really like hit me on like a song for song basis uh, since uh, Subliminal Verses. Because I, I mean the other the other one I mean All Hope Is Gone has some real bangers on it, um, but that's mm-hmm. never an album that I'm like oh I want to listen to that all the way through. Um, but th- this one like I mean it felt it it was nice. I mean there are a lot of interludes. There are I feel like there's a, a good bit of variation uh, amidst the typical Slipknot sound. Um, and I was I I think I feel like there was just a lot of moments through. That. I mean it's a, and it's a it's a long album. I mean, it's an hour and three minutes, 14 songs. And, um, I feel like there's, I mean, there's exactly what you'd expect for a lot of the songs that are very slipknot. I mean, a lot of the singles, I think, especially like unsainted and Solway Firth and, uh, some things like that are, are very much what you would expect. But then there's a song like spiders, which, uh, is probably my favorite. Well, it's up there with my favorite songs on the album. And like that, you know, I would not have predicted that would be a Slipknot song coming out in 2019. Um, yeah. but it works and I, I <laughs> yeah. totally was into it and it's, it's very theatrical. And, um, I, I just, I was, I was shocked how much I consistently was surprised and impressed throughout the album. Yeah. Um, I'm very conflicted on this. album. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Uh, I'm conflicted on the whole band, to be honest, because I listen to everything. That's what I spent my time doing was going back and listening to, and I think I fucked myself by doing that. That might be, that's, I would say I think that's, that's probably true. Me. Because when this came out, I was like super jazz, like, oh yeah, the things and stuff. But I remember the, even the first day I listened to it, I'm like, oh, okay, well. Um, but I went back and listened to the rest of the discography, and I think that really fucked me. But um, I do think this is one of their best, or not best, one of the better ones for sure. I think what I've discussed, <laughs> what I've realized is, and I think they know it too. They figured out their formula. And yes. to me, that's what's bothering me with this. Um, it's 14 songs. Every album but one is 14 songs. Mm-hmm. They all flow the exact same way. They figured out their formula. They figured out the track list. They all do, except for maybe the last song being the heavy song is kind of a different thing for them. That they definitely caught me end off end guard. it with a, a big ballad. So I think they've changed that. But it's just like the way it flows is every album does the exact same thing, um, which is not a bad thing. I just... I feel like, especially listening to all their discography again, like this doesn't, something about this seems very recycled to me. Hmm. Um, like even some of the riffs, like the riff on Orphan, I was like, bro, this is Heretic Anthem. Like, are you not, do you not realize you're playing the same I, I actually did note, that's, uh, I'm glad yeah. you said that. I did notice that one specifically. Yeah, I was like, this is not, um, like you're not going to, you're not going to fool the fooler. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I, just something about it doesn't seem like to me. Okay, so let's just. We all know the first two albums are the best albums, so let's just get that out there. That's true. <laughs> unless, However, unless we're going to debate that. Here's what I'll here's what I'll say though. I agree with that. Ex- well, I agree that those are still my two favorite. However, mm-hmm. I think that this is all around like a far in terms of sheer quality, objectively speaking. To me, I think this is a much better album than the first one, which isn't really a shock. I mean, their first album, anyone's debut is probably not their best work. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I never thought. I don't know. Ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I I just I think that this one, like I said, I I'm not gonna argue that like I wouldn't rather listen to the first one straight through uh, necessarily, but. I oh, mean, I did, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through all of it. But here's here's what I'll say though: is that while I agree that there is a formula, I mean, and I guess that I guess that maybe that's I'm sort of on the other end of the spectrum where the Slipknot formula has always been like sort of what's kept me from really diving too deep into the into the other albums because it was always like you know with All Hope Is Gone and the Gray Chapter, I was like okay, I get it. I know what's about to happen. Like, I, I understand that this is this is the Slipknot yeah. sound and whatever. Um, but this one, to me, felt like, uh, while it hit a lot of those same notes, like I said, it, this one just felt so much more together, uh, in my opinion, and, and it felt so much more listenable. And it also felt like um, they leaned they leaned into that idea of having a Slipknot sound, where I think that on some of the other ones... Uh, I would hear so many parts where like I would be like, Oh man, that's got like some stone sour in there. or That's got like a little too much of this or, you know, but, but this one doesn't feel like I have that. This one just feels like it is a by the numbers slipknot album, but in a very good way for me. I would have said that had I not listened to everything again. (laughs) You really, (laughs) yeah, you really did it dog. That was, that was it. I, I completely. So the reason why I say all that is because, um, like you the the intensity the ferocity the passion that's in the first two albums i don't expect them to re i mean they were 25 they're back half of 40 yeah clown will be 50 at the end of this year so it's like jesus the fact they're even still doing this is incredible so the fact they even made an album like this like i i like the album and i'm not gonna take that away i'm just saying what i'm missing from slipknot is why i got into them in the first place which is the the weird, the creepy factor, the fact that it felt like a serial killer was coming at me in the night on a circus with a knife. <laughs> God, like, it's so like true. that, the weird, like tattered and torn is like my favorite fucking song by them. And they play it at, you know, one of our favorite, um, uh, haunted houses in Ohio at the haunted Hoochie. Great name. By the way. Hello. Uh, <laughs> and one of their haunted house things, it's tattered and torn because it's such a fucked up fucking song. Like, you know, purity is about putting a girl in a box. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, like I'm not getting that aspect from Slipknot, so that's why I fucked myself going back and listening to that intensity and having a producer like Ross Robinson on the first two albums who pushes people, every band he's with, to be like, no, do it fucking better. Like you know, that's I don't, yeah. I'm not feeling what you're telling me, and you know, he pushes all, he pushed Slipknot to the, you know, Corn, Slipknot, Limbiscuit, all those bands. Like you hear how fucking frustrated they are recording these songs. And so that's why it's hard for me when you put out like, that's, that's how I got into you. And that's, it's hard for me to get away from that. But as a, you know, as an artist, I respect them for even still doing this. I still think the intensity is, is, uh, close, but it's not necessarily the first two albums. So for me, I think the weakest part of this, even though this is his best performance in a long time, I think the weakest part of this album for me is Corey Taylor. Like Mm. it's, I think that's what's fucking me up is because while his scream sounds amazing, he quit drinking after the last album. Um, as much as you say, it's not stone sour. Like since he has become a better vocalist, that is what's ruined Slipknot for me because he's not singing. I can see that. He's not singing in a way that's like, let's think about, think about the way he sang on, you know, Iowa, just like stuff like that, how it was sing songy, but like, he was still aggressive and gruff and like, it still had like some balls to it versus now he's like, Oh, I'm just going to cut into a fucking ballad mid song and not do anything gruff. Like it's the, it's this formula of heavy verse, happy chorus, heavy verse, happy chorus. So like they've been doing that for years. So this is not new, 
but I think his screams gotten a lot better. Um, lyrically though, like, come on, dude, like fucking. So that, that <laughs> like, that's like, actually, yeah, totally it's fucking agree. awful. Lyrically, yeah, like, this album does not really a lot for me, but I, I guess, yeah, maybe he- hearing you say this makes me think that, yeah, I suppose like when you're listening to it in terms of the discography, yeah, I, I can, I totally can understand it, what you're saying. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I th- I think they're all amazing. Like their age, their musicians. The I mean, I, like I'm very respectful of this album, and I think it's good. I mean, I I think they're starting to recycle some of their ideas a little bit. Um, it's just it's not as it's not as intense or as scary as I want it to be. I think live they're still crushing it. Yeah, um, I did see a live video. Like, and it was incredible. Yeah, so I'm not. I, this is probably up there with the other two. I mean, the first three in this, I would probably say. But I do like all hope is gone. I do like chapter five. And there's moments on it. Um, I wanted to like this one all the way through, but, um, I don't need the interludes. Like they do nothing for me. They're great on the first listen, but after that I've skipped them all four times. I've listened to this. I've skipped them because they're not doing anything for me. Um, I don't need the two minute lead up in every song. Like just fucking play the song. Like I don't need the Uh, intro to every song. Yeah. That actually, that is of note that especially on which one was, I think it was, uh, either my pain or not long for this world, but I think it was not long for this world. There is like a two minute lead up that I was like, okay, let's scrub past that. Like I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, need that I, don't, shit. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. And my pain, while is a, I don't need these. The last four songs are these six minutes, and I'm like, I don't need all those. My pain, you could take off the album for me. You could take off what's next. Death becomes death. Those two interludes. You could take off Liar's Funeral. Like I can't, I can't get through that one anymore. <laughs> like I don't know what that song's, who that's for. Um. I mean, but everything else is good. Like I do like Unsainted, Birth of the Cruel, Nero Forte is good. It just, as much as they're trying to do what they've done, like I just don't feel like they push themselves enough to like go back to what was Slipknot. Like I know they're just trying to be, we got to be as heavy as possible and do the thing, but it's like, that's not really what I'm asking. I want you to go back to what made Slipknot fucking weird. Yeah. You know? And this is like, okay, we figured out the formula to make ourselves successful and play shows, but you know, they're going to play the same 20 songs they've been playing for the past 10 years. So like, I don't know. If you write an album with some weird shit on it, just never play it, but give it for, you know, let me listen to it. Yeah. Thing. That's, that's fair. And I think spiders, spiders is a great fucking song. I don't think it belongs on a Slipknot album is my problem. With it. <laughs> like, it's like, I, well, I guess I think it's, it's, it's not a Slipknot song. It's like, this is a great fucking song, but why is it on this album? It, I mean, it, it does seem to come out of, uh, sort of nowhere, but it should be creepier if it's going to be on this album. Uh, so one thing that, uh, and I mean, I, I fucking hate to, to keep plugging a different podcast, but also, so uh on the downbeat they he kirk reynolds is friends uh very close friends with v-man the bassist is that the one that just came out yeah the episode? so okay i didn't listen to yeah it so that was the one that it was this most recent week and obviously it was because this album is out uh and okay. i should have listened to that before then, well but but it's it's ahead. interesting because they talk a lot about the recording process and about the creative process for this one um and I think that it it made me sort of a little more lenient on some of the decisions they were making. I mean, but but again, I, I see what you're saying. And especially if I had gone back and listened to everything as a whole, I guarantee I would feel in some direction differently about this album. But I, I, I guess I should preface this just a little bit to say that, you know, I'm a huge Slipknot fan. You know, yeah. I went to the theater to see Dave Guasano. Like, I fucking like... I. <laughs> I love this fucking band because I love weird theatrical shit and I've always loved their fucking vibe. And over the years, obviously they've gotten older. It's going to change. I'm fine with that. I'm giving them, a, I'm critiquing it so much because I really do like this band and I can't believe they're still a band this long. Yeah. And it, it's a great album. So I don't want to say it's not, but like I do have some critiques because I feel, I feel like they can do better and they weren't pushed to do better. And like I think I, like they, I, I totally, yeah, I think that's very valid. Um, 
I mean, I, I, yeah, I think that that maybe that's a function of how long they've been around too. Like may, maybe it is, maybe it's because they're set that... in their ways or maybe it's because the people they're working with now are like not, they, they feel like they don't need to push them as hard. I, but... This is a band, this is a band that needs to be pushed. Like there's a certain bands like, you know, that, you know, use that for, I mean, granted they're, you know, Corey Taylor has a 16 year old son now. His name's Griffin spelled differently, but uh, spelled the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy for him like that. He's not, but he did go through a, you know, I think a divorce or whatever. So he had a lot of material obviously, but it's just something about it. Just his lyrics are just so fucking bad now. Like with the whole, every song has kill or die in it. And he had some really creative fucking shit back in the day. Yeah. And I'm like, where is that energy at that? You couldn't tap into that. I mean, he's written like 10 books now. Like yeah, seriously. You obviously can write like what, give me some of that. Like, I don't need this basic bullshit. Like I want to fucking give me, um, I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. Like, yeah. Where's that? Yeah. At? I fucking... mean, <laughs> decide, decidedly the lyrics are the worst part of this album. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Like I don't, I want to not like, I think musically it's still there. And just the hype for it, the reviews for it, like took me to a place. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be like, I didn't need it to be Iowa again. I just wanted to feel like they got pushed and we're doing something different, but like, I don't know. I, I definitely like it. I hate the, the song. I like a lot is red flag, but I hate that fucking intro to it. So much. I was actually red flag that, is that's yeah, that, that and spiders and yeah, that, those are like that my two favorites. Awful like machine head 1999 riff that starts Dude, it. I'm like, so what? fucking nineties, <laughs> but then it comes in and I'm like, okay, I, I get you now. But like, I don't know like those back half of those songs, like listening to not long for this world. Like I like that more on the second or uh, the repeated listens. Uh, Orphan, I think, has the dumbest fucking lyrics, but the song's pretty good. Yes, the the lyrics um, are awful on that one, but the, the yeah, song's but, good. Yeah, but I mean, if I had to pick ones off of this, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep listening to or probably the singles, Unsainted, Birth of Cruel, Nero Forte, Solway Firth, like, those are the ones I'm going to keep coming back to. I may throw a red flag in there. Spiders just, it, Spiders is a damn good song. It's just, why is it on this album? Um, well, and the, so they but, do, they do talk, I did hear V-Man talk specifically about Spiders a little bit, and so yeah. he was, he, uh, I think that's the other thing that I guess maybe, here's here's what I'll say too, that uh, while I also am a big Slipknot fan, as I sort of alluded to, I went into this album with like incredibly low expectations, which I think is, is maybe why yeah. it's a little easier for me to sound like I'm so up on it is because I think that yeah. the the past three Slipknot albums now I mean I've literally and honestly even Subliminal Verses I mean I was much younger then and it's a much different ballgame yeah. but I, I've gone into pretty much every Slipknot album since you know forever being like okay this one is not gonna be that good like the the magic is gonna run out and still every time i'm like fuck i god damn it i fucking love i love slipknot oh, yeah. uh I, I like every album I, they all have their merits to me yeah even this one but uh, anyway I, with spiders specifically um he sort of he v-man had talked about that as an example um where you know they finally were all writing like this newest iteration and what i would assume to be honest is probably going to be the iteration until they until the wheels fall off uh has like they got to write this album together and so this was like you know very collectively written by uh jim the guitarist and uh clown and also v-man had a huge part in this and like jay got a chance to um really go through and like do i think a lot more of a deep dive into what he wanted to do for the drums and spiders is uh one of the things that they talked about or that v-man talked about were um they had four months to record this album like they 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 demoed yeah. it for years and then they actually were in the studio for four fucking months so i mean they 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 got to pour over every one of these things but apparently spiders oh, yeah. was uh v-man just was like 
oh hey here's this fucking thumping bass line in seven and uh then apparently jay just started like playing a beat along to it and then everyone else was kind of like oh wait shit and then like uh clown had things mapped out for it that sort of like to make it that creepy sound and everything so i think that what he alluded to for the most part on this album is that they there were a lot of things that they were recording that they thought were going to end up on the album and there were a lot of things that they were recording that uh yeah it was sort of you know the things they didn't think would end up on the album did and vice versa but also yeah uh i think that um he also had said that on a couple of the songs there were a lot of parts where they had started to uh they had started to do maybe some parts that were a little more experimental or a little crazier, especially in terms of some of like the drums and percussion. But once they were putting them in the actual like uh, song listing that like it just didn't work as well without getting a lot of those like to, even though they might be a little generic, like slipknot beats, especially in terms of the drums. And so I think that it, I think that while they may not have hit the mark all across the board, I feel like this was, a much more in, uh, intentional album than I expected, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily translate to it being, you know, outstanding. No, and I've for the longest time, I for I don't know for whatever reason, I just felt like Jay didn't get a chance to do anything on the Gray chapter. But I went back and listened to it. I'm like, he's fucking ripping it on this album. He, <laughs> so okay, like, okay, he rips it everywhere though, because honestly, yeah. the more I get into it, Jesus, he's he a good drummer, man. He he is, but but I went back and listened to the ones with Joey on them, and like especially the first two, and even Volume Three. It's just like. I don't know if it's the way it's played, the way it's recorded or whatever it is, but it's just like, to me, you can, you can feel the drums on those records. I don't really feel the drums on the last two albums with Jay. And I don't know if that's Jay or how they're mixing him or how it's written. But like, to me on when Jordan was in the band, it was like they, he was writing with like, and I've seen all those old videos and stuff. Like he was writing with them, like making these, like shaping the songs yeah, totally. with them. He and had much with him more not in the stamp. band. Yeah, with him not in the band, you know, I don't think Jay, they've given him that to be able to help write the songs. I feel like Joey was taking these songs in the directions to make them fucking insane back in the day. I mean, because he was, (laughs) I think that ingredient missing is not bad for the band. It's just not, I think that's what's not getting them back to where they were as far as, fuck, I just, it's 20 years ago, so I can't really say if or when or whatever, but the fact that they're a band, the fact that this is even out there, I enjoy that. It's just, I'm going to critique it because, I hate that something like this feels corny sometimes to me now when like I can go back and listen to something from 99 and 2001 and be like, this doesn't feel corny right now. Like this yeah. feels like I feel it. And sometimes it just feels a little, I wish he never would have done stone sour to be honest with you. I, like, that, I, honestly, that I think that probably is uh, some of like the side, pro- uh, you know, and ma- this is something I've always thought with bands like Slipknot is not only side projects, but like some of the, s- some of the magic has worn off the more that these are just like, dudes in the public eye like the well that too yeah the, the mystery yeah the, yeah, the sure. less i mean w- with a lot of this stuff in a lot of to me that's a lot of what always played into the um you know the feeling uh and the ambiance of, of all the slipknot albums is uh yes obviously i think that they were writing heavier music and it was coming from a even more aggressive place and uh, you know yeah. and all that but i think that a lot of it was like you didn't fucking know anything about these guys like i mean i, I you know for the longest oh, time yeah that was the thing is like they were borderline anonymous and um you know that was i think that having them so exposed and especially in the case of Corey, i mean 
he may be one of the best he's a smart he is and he may be one of the best vocalists in terms of like sheer ability uh that i've heard in metal but also he's a great front man too yeah he is a great front man i mean i I, he's a fantastic front he is and i i cannot imagine slipknot without Corey. but at the same time the more that i like know that he is a normal person and like has a life and writes books it's like that that doesn't necessarily do it for me i wish that i didn't know yeah. i wish he was fucking like i i wish i just assumed he was living in like a fucking shack in iowa right now still yeah no i mean i just i expected more from his from his it's a great performance i guess it's just i expected more from him like he could do better than this and especially lyrically but um yeah i just these guys were on my walls for you i mean i've been a fan since the first one came out i remember buying the record opening up and seeing the lyrics to surfacing like right there on the fucking thing and i was what 11 when that came out and just like it changed my fucking life and they were all over my walls didn't know what they looked like just all these pictures of the dudes and fucking overalls and masks and <laughs> you know i remember when iowa came out i uh i had to i put my i think i've told the story before but i put it on in my headphones to listen to it and i just i couldn't people equal shit came on like i couldn't grasp what was happening so i had to like put it on like an actual stereo to be like all right hold on i need to space this out because my ears cannot decipher yeah. the noises that are happening in my head it is dense yeah, so I mean, it's just I, this this band means a lot to me, and as they've you know progressed, I've obviously fallen off. You know, when Volume Three came out, I was in a different state, but I really, I mean, I think Duality is the best fucking song they've ever written. I mean, it hits all the marks. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I not, mean, I hate to admit you can't it, but really it's real good. Yeah, you can't really deny that Duality like they, they fucking that'll be their legacy for sure. Um, and that album's great, obviously. And as they've gone on and I've revisited albums, I think they're all good and they're merit. And this will be one too. It's just, I don't know. Like I was hyped on it and I just feel like I, I would, I expected a lot more. And especially when I see stuff like, oh, this is the album we've, we wanted to make. We made it our way. And I'm like, okay, that, I hate when people bands say that. I'm like, who told you you couldn't make it your way? <laughs> and I've seen so many reviews about how Slipknot writes that's where it's basically three dudes and then everybody else just comes in and just farts on the rest of it. Um, and that's still very impressive, but you know, the first few, the first couple, obviously they were doing together and Iowa was so fucking, uh, so fucking issue laden and everything else and the animosity in the band. But I like the album. I just don't think it's going to be one where I'm going to be like, yep, completed album. I think this is their best work. Like, I think it's great for a band that's almost 50 in 2019. That's kind of like my review of it is like, I think they did a great job for how far they've come. Yeah, but when I I thought I didn't like the gray chapter, and I went back and listened to it, I'm like, this is not that bad. <laughs> I don't know if it's in comparison or. <laughs> well, I think what I'm going to have to do it has corny moments too. Well, so. I think what I'm going to have to do is go back and and re-listen to uh, some of the older stuff to put it in in a maybe a little bit of a different light. Um, but like I said, yeah. I for you know I just went in with such low expectations that this was. Uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I probably just ruined it. No, for you. no, no. I mean, it's, I, <laughs> I I still enjoy it, and I mean, and I don't think that you are wrong in, in any of the faults that you're talking about. I mean, I think that like like you said, the lyrics are fucking cock. I mean, they're not good at all. But there's um, a few good moments. That, like Birth of the Cruel doesn't really have that bad of lyrics to it. It's just but but uh, it, it they're no they're bad lyrics though be, because as you said, he is obviously a good writer and he's written some really great shit not even just for slipknot i mean like i would even yeah. say that like you know he's probably written some really great stuff for stone sour like he's you know dude dude is fucking yeah, talented just, but this just does not just feel like his best foot was forward lyrically yeah i don't know if he was rushed or whatever the case may have been i mean he may think it's great i mean it's, i don't expect him at the same shit he was writing when he was in his 20s but um i just my argument with stone sour is like it just it made him a different vocalist mm-hmm. he he flexed a muscle that i didn't need him to flex 
lost some of his screaming abilities. Obviously, he he's I read an interview. He quit smoking years ago and then finally quit drinking. And like, that's why he's so good live now. Yes. I mean, he I think he's always sounds great live. Yeah, he sounds great. Like, I, I'm not I can't take that away from him. But it's like I wanted him to take that energy and like really think about what he was doing. And maybe just the music didn't hit him the same way. But even even production wise, just go back. I was shocked how good fucking the first album sounded and Iowa sounded. And then I went back to this one and I'm like, okay, this one sounds good, but like, holy fuck do the first two sound good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the they, fact that they you do can hear all nine members in that fucking band and just how aggressive, like, I don't know what it is about those two. Like, it's just a moment in, or lightning in a bottle, but like, I don't know how you capture that again. I don't really want to cause they're, they are what they are, but um, yeah, I mean, I am, I am glad though that they're not, I mean, like, I know that in maybe in some ways it, they probably were trying to write some, like, Iowa type shit or whatever. But I mean, at the same time, like, yeah, they, they very keep, clearly keep getting compared to it. Yeah, yeah, like they did. They didn't want to make the same album. And, and while, yeah, they are trying to capitalize on a lot of that um, on, on a lot of that aggression that they are so known for and stuff and like those ass beating riffs. But I think that they do. I, in my opinion, I think it does a pretty good job of of differentiating. Like this is an album by older people and by a, a, yeah. by a much different audience. And I, but I also think that, and I probably read too far into these things, but I think that the like even the album title "We Are Not Your Kind." I think to me, I read that as them being like. Yes, we are, you know, like we're we are these metal fucking stalwarts now, like you know us, we're older guys, but like this is not the kind like this isn't the kind of music that you would hear being made from dudes our age or from dudes that have been in it this long and in that regard I I respect it and I think that they're doing such uh, you know, as a complete package they're still doing so much with the touring and the shows that um yeah. it's easy for me to get past so many of the uh, the imperfections on on this album because uh, like I said to me it's I I'm looking at it from a slightly different lens and uh, but uh, but yes the the things you have pointed out I'm not you know it doesn't ruin the album for me but I'm I get that and uh, I will be excited to see the singles live and I will I mean I agree that the best songs on the album are probably the singles toss in uh red flag and spiders and i and i get what you're saying about spiders not necessarily belonging on a slipknot album but at the same oh, time no, it's a great song though. i really i just i really fucking liked that song and the drum beats were sick yeah no it's um, it's the one that immediately caught my attention it's the one that like if if the album had more moments like that i feel like it would have been uh one i would feel a lot differently about yeah. but i'm still gonna keep listening to it I, I was gonna say the title i mean did you listen to all out life the where it came from oh no i i i I remember hearing that song, but then it, it's not on the actual album, and uh, no, I'm and sure there's more stories things. about it that I don't know. No, they put out that on Halloween last year, uh, All That Life, and that's where the We Are Not Your Kind comes from. It's a great song. They play it live now all the time, but they didn't put it on the album, and they had a reason for it, which I, I don't care if they didn't put it on there, but I feel like it should have been on there based on I, this. Like, I do I agree that, that like it should have been on there. One of the, one of the missing ingredients, because it is, really is a good song, and I don't think it doesn't – I think it fits this um album but that's where that title comes from um when and they got a lot of flack for that when it came out like why is it not on the album yeah but that that anyway, that was one of the call. things i was like searching for that track uh and it was not on there and i was, I was a little shocked yeah, no, um it's, it's good though, here's but. here's another thing that i did find out that uh shocked the hell out of me and maybe you know this maybe our listeners out there know this but uh this album was not recorded to a click 
Oh, I didn't know that. I know the uh, the first two weren't. I don't think any of their shit is recorded to a click, and they definitely do not play to a click live either. They they are adamantly against. They don't live. No, they don't because I thought I I thought Jay did play. So live. apparently, and this is I was I was shocked when I heard this. This was in the V Man interview uh, that apparently they have like talked about it throughout the years and. They don't do it because both in terms of what because they don't record to a click also, but just because of the way that they play it live is they said there is like far too much push and pull in every single song and every single night. And they literally just wear in-ears, but they do not they don't fucking click play to a click. And uh, Craig on the downbeat was talking to V-Man about it. And he was like, poor Jay, like how what? (laughs) That's the worst job in the world. Uh, No. I, I bet they, they absolutely have some kind of click to start songs, though, because I've seen so many videos where they just come out of nowhere. They, they so do. They they, he did say they have a lead. Yeah, in he said that there are there's a few songs in the set that they will get like literally a four count in and that's it. But he said yeah, that. Exactly. But he said besides that, yeah. I mean, it's like the tempos will swing around the songs and stuff. But also, I mean, like, to, to be honest, like the live stuff is kind of whatever to me, because I think that like a lot of bands have probably like especially aggressive metal bands and stuff coming from like the earlier days of new metal and stuff like i can see how a lot of them may have just learned to not play to a quick live but i think fucking oh yeah, yeah making it, it a, yeah making a number one album that's a metal album and was not recorded to a click is pretty fucking bonkers yeah i mean that's that's good on the drummer i mean they've he's obviously a great drummer and the, my only comment about live and i've noticed that and it makes a lot more sense is like especially the older songs how how much Corey can't do it like he's out of breath or not. It's just like, he's, he's going too fast is the point. So yeah. it makes more sense now that it's not to a click, but that's one of my disappointing things. Like if they play like sick or eyeless or spit it out, he's just like, if you listen, especially shows where like they have the audio right off the board, like he's not even saying words. He just literally mumbling <laughs> to the, to the beat and then saying like the last part of the phrase just to get it out there. I'm just like, well then play it slower. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, but I would have to assume that is like due to them not playing to a click, but yeah, yeah. Not live yeah. or recorded. They are not a, not a click band. No, that's I've I, I knew that about Joey. I didn't know that about uh, Jay. Also, that but that's fucking crazy. I mean, as a drummer and also just like as a person, I fuck that dude. I would not. I would just be like, guys, we got to figure it out. Like we can't, we can't be doing this no click nonsense. Yeah. So here's here's an interesting thing that I found that I wanted to ask you about. So I found every Slipknot song ranked tight. Um. But it does not include the new album. Though. Okay. So um, there's 74 of them. You don't have to guess all 74, but <laughs> <laughs> can you guess the top 10? Uh, I can certainly try. <clears throat> Let me. Uh... Uh, all that all that life is on this, so that's I'll, spoiler alert. But no, it's not, in the top 10, or it's just album. on the list. It's on the list. I'll say that all that life is 26 out of 74. Okay, that's that's. That's fair. I, do you want me to tell you what eleven is? No. Let me let me let me see what I can get. Uh, I'll do a quick pass through, and top then 10. you can of the top ten. Um, I'm gonna go number one. Or you can, or you can tell me or you can tell me what you think any of them are, and I can just tell you where they're at in the list. However, you want to play it. Well, but. I'm gonna say that I think that the top one is duality. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that was probably in question. Um, no. After that, I don't know if I necessarily have an order for the top ten, but here are some things that I would assume are in the top ten. I would assume that Psychosocial is in the top 10. Uh, hold, please. This is, let me zoom out because it's all album art, just scrolling a thousand times. So, uh, Psychosocial. Nope. Wow. Okay. Actually, let me tell you where it is because if I just do a find real quick. Uh, 
I can't spell psycho apparently. <laughs> Tight. How do you spell psycho? Damn it. <laughs> P-S-Y-C-H-O. P-S-Y-C-H-O. Uh, drum roll, drum roll. It is 18. Ah, bro, but that's got... that. This is by loudwire.com. Well, that's this, fair. So. Okay, but also the only reason that I say that is because uh, Psychosocial has the most fucking ass-beating riff I've ever heard in my life. Like that... That, yeah, that's pretty good. Like is... that, I hated that song for a long time, Ooh. and then I'm like, you know, this song actually kind of fucking uh, rips. Okay, so <laughs> especially going back and listening. Let to it. me. Okay, so that's that's that would have been my another one in the top ten, but I'm also gonna throw out uh, Disaster Piece has got to be in there. Number four. Uh, Heretic Anthem has got to be in there. Number three. That's... If you're five foot five, I'm six yeah. foot six. So. <laughs> that's the fun. Also, let it be known that's maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's it's also ruined. I can never hear that. It's song. ruined the song. I, it's, it's ruined the song. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm also gonna say Left Behind is in the top ten. Uh, uh, no. Oh, sorry. okay. It is number. It is number twelve. Okay, so it was close. Uh, Wait and Bleed. It's got to be in the top ten. This is not most popular. This is the best okay. That, I guess that's fair. I guess I'm looking at it from from a popularity standpoint. Yeah, I can tell you. Wait and bleed is number thirteen. Okay, so I'm at least I, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the, in the neighborhood. Um, let me think. Uh, everything ends. Not in the top ten. No. Hmm. Um. Okay. Here, I'll get a couple. I'll I'll do a couple more guesses. Uh. Now I was looking mainly at Iowa in the first album. Um. I'm also looking maybe uh, before I forget it's got to be in there. Uh, yeah, hold on. I just saw it. Uh... No, not even in. Hold on. Oh, wow. Uh, 21. Okay. Uh, all right. Last guess for something that would be in the top 10. I am going to go with. Uh either vermilion or pulse of the maggots or sulfur any of those three um vermilion no um pulse of the maggots no sulfur sulfur is i'm getting to the 30s here Uh, bro (laughs) so i was doing good for a second but that's because i i mean i i trust more of my sulfur's 45 (laughs) ouch i guess yeah it's uh, sulfur sulfur's probably not great the drums are just the fucking another ass beater uh but well let me tell you yeah hit hit me hit me with the top 10 now the worst one is uh i want to say gahanna but that's not what it is oh all all hope is yes that song sucks ass it's a it's a ballad one yeah it's not no i just missed the mark on that one um uh, let me scroll through this and see if there's anything that should be a higher up that's on here. Was this like voted on uh, by the by people, or was this like the no, Loudwire? I staff? think it's I think it's Loudwire's thing. So Metabolic is 54, which Metabolic's yeah, actually me- Metabolic's song. Sad. damn that 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 hurts. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good fucking song. Uh, um. And the shape is fifty one, like the shape yeah, rips. What? So this list sucks. Seriously, I mean, I feel like you can't reasonably put most of Iowa down like that low. Oh, they put gently at forty three. I Gently's love gently. I think it's fire. A, it's, a re- uh, it's it's a remake of off the mate feed kill repeat, but it sounds so good. Um, new abortions thirty eight. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, this this list might be out, guys. And skin ticket skin tickets thirty six. I was gonna guess oh, the skin ticket could have been in like the top fifteen. Tattered and Torn's 33. Who wrote this list? 
Um, all right, so let me get down to the top 10 because, or let me give you top 25 because a lot of these are coming. So 25 is Snuff, which everybody loves that yeah. song. It's okay. Um, 24 is Vermillion Part 2. Mm, yep. 23 is Vermillion Part 1. Everything Ends. Then Before I Forget, 20 is Liberate. Mm. Uh, 19, Am I Hated, which I that song is so like stupid, but it, God damn, is it a good song? <laughs> <laughs> like the way it ends, just like, oh, the, the build up to it, like that chorus, like this is please go back and we need to review this on the next one but you go back and listen to their uh, discography and just have a quick little debate on this but like mm, psychosocial is 18 17 the devil and i Purity, okay also I let me just song. say though i devil and i is like my least favorite one of my least favorite slipknot songs i hate that song i don't dislike that song actually the more i hear it if you go back and listen to the like drums in it and everything i, else, I may like, change my mind but I, I as of this moment i am not a devil and i guy I think that's the one that's about uh, Paul. Yes, I I, I do believe that's true. I yeah. just for some reason that song yeah. always pissed me off. Yeah, it's uh, I think it goes on too long, but it's a good song. Um, Purity sixteen, me inside is fifteen, another great song. The negative one uh, is fourteen, mm. another single off great chapter. Thirteen's wait and bleed. Left behind is twelve. Uh, I'm surprised by this because I love this song, but it's number eleven is no life off the first album. Oh, okay. Um. I I really like that song. Uh, Sick is number ten. So I, I yeah I, I should have guessed that. I don't know why I didn't guess. Oh, I lied to you. Pulse of the Maggots is nine. Sorry, oh, okay, I, I was it. right, bro. I, I knew it. So yeah, and that's a great. Everybody loves that song too. Song uh, slaps. Pulse of the Maggots is a great song. Um, I don't agree with this being in the top ten, but it's a good song. My Plague is number eight. I don't think I would put that that high. I my, I do like yeah. My Plague, but I don't know if I'd put it that high. Yeah. Um. Spit It Out, number seven, of course. Eyeless, number six. Mm. People Equal Shit, number five. Disaster Piece, number four, which Disaster Piece might be my favorite Slipknot song. It's gotta um, be. Heretic Anthem, number three. And the one you didn't say, why didn't you say this song? Number two, Surfacing. Oh, yeah, well, I, okay, so Come I on. was looking, uh, now that I'm, yeah, I missed a lot of obvious ones. I was looking mainly at Iowa and just, like, scrolling back and forth, but duh, Surfacing, that's an easy top tenner. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I'm tired of that song, but like going back and listening to it, like the intensity of it without like it being like a live show or like, you know, like hearing these songs again with fresh ears is like, oh, yeah, these are these are fucking bangers. And just how like it takes me back to when I first heard them and like how angry, you know, white suburban teenager. I was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, this band means a lot to me and probably always will. Um, and I like everything they've done. But you know, I'm always going to be pretty critical of anything they do, just because of how much I, how much I know they're able to do. Um, and the fact that there's nine people in a fucking band is just like the fact that they can put anything out is just pretty. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, so. I I totally agree. I mean, I, that is the one thing is that I always love being able to, like, I love that you can you can tell there's nine people in Slipknot versus a band where there's not nine people. <laughs> well, you you can. Uh, Mostly in the first two albums, I feel like after that it kind of waned because I feel like they weren't writing the same way and it was just added stuff. So like, there are definitely songs throughout the rest of their career. Yeah, you can tell it's nine people, but they definitely hit the formula with like every track two, since all of them are like, all right, here's every band member. Every every first track on the album is you know, uh, here's like a kind of our intro, how the album's gonna be with some kind of something. And then track two is always like, here's every fucking member in the heaviest song we can write, like right now. Like, this is what we're gonna do right now. Like, and so, and that's I've come to expect that, and that's fine. Um, Unsainted's a little, little lighter in the boots. Uh, a little lighter than in the boots. Other number twos. Um, 
but still, they still they still hit it with every band member being on the track. So, um, the other question I have to ask is, what is your favorite uh, mask time period? Oh boy, uh... as a whole as a whole band, and then you could say your favorite one in general. But mm. uh, like okay, favorite. okay. Uh, so here is what I will say. I probably think surprisingly that my favorite mask era as an overall band is uh uh subliminal verses i think i i and i don't know why uh necessarily i think that i don't i'm not i don't know the 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 first album is fucking iconic uh but i also like it's kind of it's a little cheesy i mean it's like obviously they didn't have a budget (laughs) so i mean there's a little bit of like i don't you know that if i had to put pit them against each other um this is also me going from memory though like not looking directly at like a side-by-side comparison uh i just googled it so i'm looking at them now but but i also you know i i actually i think that there was for me in terms of uh from a visual standpoint there was sort of a sweet spot between subliminal verses and all hope was gone uh i don't know why but those two have always been the ones that i i really like when i picture slipknot i picture them around those times oh yeah um okay what's your favorite individual mask of all time man uh i need to see you said this is on google can i google like every mask era of slipknot so i googled slipknot masks and the first link that comes up is slipknot mask the definitive history of every okay, mask well that's, on louder that's sound. uh that is the one i'm going to check that really quick is it the, the louder sound yes one? this is yes okay you look at that and i'll give you mine yeah go now. ahead what's your favorite era um Oh, that's a great question now that I have to think about it. I was going to say Iowa or Subliminal Versus. I think Iowa just because that, that era meant so much to me. That's when I saw them live for the first time off Pledge of Allegiance tour with, you know, this was a month after 9-11. It was System of a Down, Toxicity Tour with Slipknot co-headlining off of Iowa. It had um, Rammstein. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was it was Mudvayne or Power Man 5000 or both. I can't remember. It was, it was one of the infamous times when Mudvayne dropped off the tour because every time I tried to say fucking Mudvayne <laughs> throughout my life, they dropped off the tour. And then finally they came back and played Ridgely Theater in Fort Worth and headlined. And that was a great fucking show. But it wasn't during the LD50 era like I wanted yeah. it. But either way. But I think it was Power Man 5000. Either way, um, great fucking show. Um, so I just remember that a lot. And that's the same tour that they, you know, Disaster Pieces, the DVD came out. And that's one of my favorite live DVDs is... Uh, disaster pieces so that just holds a special place but um i'd have to say probably one of my favorite mass like i really loved Corey taylor and the way he looked during all hope is gone yes i'd see that's what i that's why i said all hope is gone is because for some reason he looked fucking great for that one yeah i didn't like it at first but like i like if he had a he had a shaved or like a buzzed head so no hair, like he always looked really goofy with long hair or when he held it back, like in a ponytail behind his mask. Like I always thought that looked fucking stupid, but, um, I just loved the way he looked. He had like the dirty oily hands. He had skinny jeans on with like a skinny like mm-hmm. shirt and like, Ooh, it was up. Good. like it wasn't a jump. It wasn't a jumpsuit anymore. He just looked fucking yeah. hot. And like he, he did that for like the whole all hope is gone era. He was just kind of like in this, like, you know, kind of fitted outfit with this kind of basic mask. It looked fucking creepy. Um, I hate his fucking old man mask in Grey Chapter. I don't know what he was thinking with that yeah. one. Yeah, he he looks like uh, some kind of scarecrow come to life. It looks like the, he looks like the uh, the Jeepers Creepers demon. He does look at Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I'm starting to his new one's growing on me just because he's. I think he's figured out that he looks like a milk jug <laughs> and kind of like t- tightened up a little bit. 
But he looks hilarious when you get a still of him screaming. He looks like he got stung by bees. Like, I don't understand. It's very, it's very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I don't understand what he's going... Just because all the hype behind it was like, oh, you know, I had what's-his-butt famous horror guy, you know, design my mask with me. And it's like, did he literally cut up a milk jug and put it over your face? Like, I don't understand, like, why you thought that was, like... I know that underneath it, he's, like, doing different makeup, basically. So, like, make it look different all the time. So, I think that's great. Yeah. But... Um, Tortilla Man looks more terrifying than Tortilla Man looks fucking vile (laughs) yeah so I don't know I saw an article today that from that Jim said Tortilla Man's like a world famous pianist like or something what the fuck so yeah that's that's kind of cool actually (laughs) but I think Sid's new mask is fucking great too yeah hydraulics and like I mean that's the creepy shit he looks he looks like uh, what are you buying from Resident Evil 4 yeah every time I see him I'm like oh shit what am I buying and also, I, I love, like, Sid, I mean, Sid's always been the fucking wild one on stage, and... Oh, I love him. He's so much fun. Did you see the new setup where they have the, uh, like, escalator yeah, floors it's, it's in, so front of, in front of him and Craig, and he's just fucking dancing? I'm like, like, I love the live show. That's why I like the album. Like, I don't even give a fuck about the album. I just want to go see him live again. Like, they're put, they're making me God happy to damn. see damn. Yeah, him in that cloak fucking just, like, spirit walking they in front of his turntables. <laughs> yeah. And have you watched the, when they do spit it out, when like they do that really long, like, you know, Corey talks to the crowd for like 25 minutes part, uh, him and Jay, Jay comes out from behind the drum set and like, they do like this whole, like, uh, dance between each other. Oh, I haven't seen that. I I will have to look that up. I'll send you the video, but like, you know, Jay comes out from behind the drum set a lot and messes with him and Sid. And, and uh, I saw one where Sid goes over and and, like messes with Craig spikes on his head (laughs) while he's like, it's, he's just having a lot of fun. So I really love that. And Tortilla Man gets into it too, so he's he's all over the stage. So. Yeah, they're just a, they're a fun fucking band. So that's why when I it sounds like I don't like the album, I do. It's just I'm gonna have I'm gonna be really passionate yeah. about it. Uh, well, do you have do you have a favorite mask overall? I mean, overall of any of the eras, probably I liked. I really loved Clowns like Iowa one where it's like the pentagram in his face and like the six in his yeah, forehead. Yeah, I mean, that that and, one's a classic. I mean that was you know moms and daughters were you know crying on, crying in the closet. Yeah, that, that was one, a so. that. I mean that's a that's like to even think that anybody would like fucking put that on their their mask when they were just trying to break into the mainstream. Like good for him, dog. That shit was yeah. great. Yeah, no, it's that's probably one of my favorites for sure. Uh, I think that for me, I think that it's probably. Uh, joey's mask for all hope is gone because it is fucking it, like it looks good because it's joey him with the fucking thorn crown yeah that's, it, it was a good God, that, i mean that like that like he he wore like the branch fingers too during yeah. that era like he'd come out with like the branch fingers gloves. when i picture joey jordison no matter what like that's like even in his day-to-day life he looks like he does in the all hope is gone cycle um yeah so it's probably that one um or actually, man, surprisingly, now that I'm looking at it, it's probably um, also uh, clowns from the Gray Chapter looks horrifying to me, and I love it. Oh yeah, like like the burn it's clown. So thing. sick! I don't know. Clowns yeah. are always. I think clown always has the best, uh, probably. But yeah, I mean, they're. I don't know. They're. I don't know about his new one. Like I don't. I know that like it's like it's very metallic and I don't. I, yeah, that's okay. true. The new one is the new one doesn't quite do as much for me. I actually also really like. Uh, I like V Man's uh, mask, the bassist. It's fucking like it. 
I like it from far away because it looks like somebody pulled the skin off his face, but you get up close and it looks like. But I think that that's why I like it is because you're right from from far away. It looks so violent. But when you get up, it's like almost like ornately carved like mantelpiece. I don't know. It's very interesting. But uh, yeah, the one that's probably the worst is the Corey Gray chapter one. That one is so bad. Yeah, I don't know what that was. And like, even when he pulled off the top, like, I'm just like, oh, you just look like an old man. <laughs> like, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like bad grandpa was doing Slipknot vocals. Yeah, I don't, I never understood it. And I, I he never explained it well. I, I think Chris always had the same, between Chris, Jim, and Mick, like, they never really changed their mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's just well, like, I mean, Craig, Craig also has had thing. the same fucking spike mask forever. At least he's changed it, you know, where you can see the difference every time. Like, you know, he's like gone different spike links and different styles and different eye holes. And so like, it's, I can see that I can, I can tell you which error every Craig is versus like, if I look at Jim, I'm like, well shit, which error is that? Because it's the same fucking. Yeah, that's, that is very true. Yeah. So that, that's always interesting to me. And same thing with Joey, I guess, but he, he tried to make it a little different. Like the best one was definitely the Jesus. God damn. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's, you know what? That's it. That's my favorite. Just because like I said, I can picture him, fucking upside down playing a drum solo while he's wearing a thorn crown and looking as horrifying oh, as yeah. he does like his hair everything joe joey has the oh, slipknot yeah. look that tour uh the iowa tour that's the first time they did that fucking pentagram circle where he goes upside down and twists that's around the, that's that, that was the first time they did that, that may be in to me i mean as as a as a 25 year old human who's seen a lot of metal performances and theatrics like that may be my favorite thing I've ever seen happen at a metal show is them turning his ass yeah, was... upside down with a pentagram on them and just fucking doing a drum solo strapped in like he was in a goddamn SR-71 Blackbird. <laughs> yeah, it was insanity live because nobody it was the day before all the social media shit. Nobody knew yeah. that was coming. It just all of a sudden he went up and then the lights went off and all of a sudden it was a fucking pentagram and he starts spinning and we're like, and he's playing drums. <laughs> what? I mean, and, and you know what? The, branching off of that, I think we would be uh remissed in our duties if we didn't make note of the fact that like if you haven't watched the disaster piece dvd that's what i'm saying that's the best fucking one of the best live dvds i mean i I can't even fathom like what it would have been like to have seen them at that time and i I, that'll that'll haunt me till the end of my days that i've never got to see them then what was great about that dvd too is is one of the first times uh it has multiple angles Mm -hmm. in it so you you know you you change the angle on your dvd and like yeah (laughs) so you could you could move around to different members while watching it was insanity and you know that dvd came out in what 2002 mm. it's like one of the first dvd i remember i got my ps2 christmas and i got uh gta vice city and something else and i can't remember the other game but i got slipknot disaster pieces and incubus morning view two fantastic uh, jesus DVDs. what a what a group of dvds right there I know. Yeah. So like that was, those mean a lot to me, but they were both. So at the time, just like, yes, like everything and just had so much content, which now I can get, you know, from YouTube, obviously, but yeah, uh, I still own those and still go back they're, and they're great. You know, I mean, yeah, that's, they're, they're so good. Yeah. Did that. So if anyone hasn't seen disaster pieces, just fucking go, go find, like, oh, yeah. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but also like, if you could find a way to own it, do so because it's worth having. Oh, it's, it's, it's like $12 on Amazon. I'm sure like it's, it's out there. They, they and they've done other good DVDs too, but not yeah, like that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the pinnacle and, and not just for them. Like I said, I think yeah. that's like, that's, that's a fucking standard you have to match as another metal band. Be like, well, how does it, stack up to disaster pieces if we're releasing it as a dvd yeah no it's it's a good inside look and a great great performance that's but you know what that's another episode entirely is that we're gonna have to talk about uh the best band dvds of all time oh 
there's so many. And yeah, you are you are a you are a purveyor I mean, of, yeah, of good band DVDs. Um, well, nobody puts them out anymore, but yeah, you know, the ones that were good, I tried to get. Well, I think we can put a nail in the Slipknot coffin uh, for now. I think that you know, yes, for we've now. we've got them. They're back, and right. Uh, yeah, if they they. I, if they toured like they did last time, I think they're going to be multiple runs. So I, I would, I haven't seen them live in person since that 2001. So I would like to go and yeah. see them, you know, t- almost 20 years later, 18 years later. And, uh, cause it looks like it's a lot of yes. fun. Like they're, they're, I can't take that away from them at all. They're, they're at that age. They're fucking crushing it as much as they can crush it. They're doing it. Yeah. So. And I, and you know what, like I said at, at the top of the show that, I think that regardless for me, one of the things that's like about this album that I'm always going to think of, I mean, it's not like every Slipknot album isn't, you know, critically fucking like doesn't do well financially and critically or whatever. But I think the fact that just having a fucking album with blast beats be number one in the world is like that, that always is going to make me happy. Uh, So kudos to Slipknot for that at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, that was it. That was Slipknot. And now you can look forward to us. Uh, potentially being underwhelmed by the Tool album as well, but let's hope not. <laughs> um, I did get, I did read more articles on that and what to expect from that. So I think I've got a better understanding of what's yes. coming. So, so essentially, we will yeah. be, uh, we'll be doing this again for Tool. Um, not next week, but I believe the week after is when it'll time out. Um, so we will be able to get real, uh, cosmically aware to some tool in a couple weeks um and also uh not that it's quite as big as either of those but as i keep mentioning i got three more days till the knocked loose album so i will be certainly talking about that on the next episode oh is that this week it is august 23rd and i am very very excited so anyway everyone thank you so much uh for listening to us on this wonderful episode seven that we have had um i said at the beginning that the spotify playlist will be up and running at the time of posting this and that is going to be the case so please check there for any of the music that we talk about as i said it's sort of a sampling not necessarily full albums or a comprehensive list um but i'm going to share it with everyone and you know tell whoever you want about it and keep sending us suggestions as well because i can throw some of your suggestions as an audience on the playlist and uh it'll be a big collective uh little thing we've got going on and I'm, I'm very excited to have that out there so um of course follow us on instagram and twitter at audiophiles pod uh like i said we're eking our way up in the followers every single day and i'm very very active on there and um uh we're also going to be hoping to you know maybe try some some different things we, we have some people that we might want to try and bring on to the show friends and otherwise so uh, we've got a lot of good possibilities for the upcoming weeks. Um, Griff, anything you want to add? <laughs> well, that does it then. Uh, you can follow me on my personal account at QuinnKH. You can follow Griffin on his personal account. At Griffin That's Holt. the one. Um, That's the one, baby. The one, the, the one, one, the one. one. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week. Bye.